Hello and welcome to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts, myself, Rory Petrie, and of course, Mark Broadhurst, as usual. Uh, thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening. Uh, sit back and enjoy the show. Right, so before we get to the real business of our Bundesliga action, please uh, do us all a favour um, by clicking the big red subscribe button in the corner. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, click the little bell icon as well as that will send you notifications so you don't miss a thing. Uh, if you're listening uh, in an audio platform, uh, again, please do click subscribe. Uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating. Uh, all your support is very much appreciated. So thank you very much indeed. Um, so as per usual, we're now going to go over to Mark uh, for the Anagram segment. Uh, as per usual as well, we do have a guest this week, so we're really excited about that. So we'll introduce our guest after we've gone to Mark for our anagram segment and we've run through the results from this weekend. So, Mark, over to you for our anagram this week. OK, so if you remember, guys, last week, our anagram, as you can see on the screen, it was manual jingle ins. And now, actually, uh, we did have a winner as well. We had the Bundesliga fanatic was correct with the correct answer. So congratulations to him, which was indeed the RB Leipzig manager, Julian Nagelsmann. So, yeah, so great. We asked for better from you guys last week and we got it, which is perfect. Yeah, we got a correct answer. So well done again to Bundesliga fanatic with Julian Nagelsmann. So let's move swiftly on to our uh, anagram for this week, which, as you can see on the bottom of your screen, is Ramble Craziest. So remember, guys, as always, it needs to be a Bundesliga player, manager or club. And this week's anagram is Ramble Craziest. So if you guys are listening on the podcast as usual, take a pen now because I'm going to slow, slowly read it for you. It's R-A-M-B-L-E, Ramble, craziest, C-R-A-Z-I-E-S-T. So Ramble Craziest, your anagram for this week. So thanks for that. And let's move swiftly on to the correct results before we get to our analysis of the games this week. So starting on Friday night, as you can see at the bottom of your screen, Stuttgart won, FC Cologne won with a in pretty entertaining one-all draw there. Moving on to the Saturday afternoon games, we had, sorry, my apologies, it was Schalke won, Stuttgart won. Yeah, moving swiftly on to the, <laughs> moving swiftly on to the um, Saturday afternoon games, we had Cologne won, Bayern Munich two, Armenia Bielefeld nil, Borussia Dortmund two, Augsburg three, Mainz won. Another one-all draw between Eintracht Frankfurt and uh, Werder Bremen. Quite a lot of one-all draws this season. And then in the late kickoff, we have Mönchengladbach won, RB Leipzig nil. And then moving on to the Sunday games, we had a really entertaining 4-2 victory away at Freiburg for Leverkusen, which we'll talk about in a minute. 
And then also we had another one-all draw when Hertha Berlin hosted Wolfsburg, just in the late kickoff. They always seem to be draws, those games, right? <laughs> every week, I'm pretty sure yeah. every week, apart from one, they've been draws, the late kickoff on a Sunday evening, yeah. Okay, so just before we move on to our analysis, let's just go over to Rory to find out a little bit more about our guest today. Yeah, let's do it. So our second ever guests this week, we're going to be joined by Josh. Uh, Josh uh, runs and has his YouTube channel, which is JJDTV. It is a BVB channel, so it's a dedicated YouTube channel to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Josh will be joining us in a sec. Um, so check out his content, which is obviously on YouTube. You can find him on Twitter as well, uh, which we'll tell you about after we've uh, we've had a good conversation with Josh in a little moment. Uh, his YouTube channel covers all sorts of things from match previews to match watch-alongs as well. So that's really entertaining stuff. So do please check it out. And joining us all the way from Canada is Josh, and he's going to be coming in right now. Josh. Hello, Josh. Servus. Hello. How's it going there in Canada? Cold. Snowy right now. <laughs> Typical <laughs> Canadian weather. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So let's let's just move on. So we got, as usual, we got four games that we're going to analyze this week. Which the first one, I think, which was the game of the week, really, which was a Sunday afternoon kickoff here in Germany, which was Freiburg two. Leverkusen for really, really good game in Baden-Württemberg today, down in the southwest of Germany. Um, Josh, did you catch that game? I did. I watched it at about 10.30 in the morning here in, in Canada, so had a nice little coffee and, and enjoyed a, a pretty entertaining game, to be completely honest. Uh, I thought Leverkusen kind of came out a little, little flat, but they found their legs and actually put on a pretty decent show, and there's a couple key players I'd like to, to touch on a little bit, but uh, I'll let you guys uh, give your little input before I, I dive into mine. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a game where I think uh, Freiburg kind of flew out of the blocks, really. They got a pretty good opening goal. They might consider themselves a little bit unlucky with the Lars Bender red card, which was rescinded as well. I think it was probably the correct decision, but I mean, obviously, if VAR wasn't available, then it would have been a red card. They'd have been playing with 10 men for most of the game, yeah. Rory, did you did you think that was a correct decision? Yeah, I think uh, when I was watching it live, it seemed like the referee was in a hurry to make his decision. Um, I think when you could tell that when he when he makes his signal to go to the screen, he's already thinking, "Yeah, I've I've messed this one up here," because it's quite clear from the VAR pictures that taps over is going to manage to get over and cover. So. Fair enough. VAR, that's how it should work perfectly. Love to see that working properly in the Premier League as it does in the Bundesliga. Change to a, change the red to a yellow. And that obviously does change the game because then it allows Leverkusen to settle a little bit. They obviously the free kick just goes wide. And then Leverkusen can go about their work and then change the game obviously for the better. So Josh, you said you you thought about a couple of key players who were who were, you know, at hand there. Presumably for Leverkusen, who who did you have in mind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with the the red card changed the game. I mean, it was the correct call. I think you guys just touched on that. There's clearly a man behind him. He they're just it's just part of the rules. So rightfully so, it was changed, and then Leverkusen just kind of took over. I don't know if just that little wake up call they needed to know that they were already losing the game. They could have been down to ten men, and the game probably would have been over. But fortunately for them, they kept on with eleven men, and 
I I really enjoyed their uh, their new striker who's uh, been starting games ever since um, uh, Schick has been injured, and that's Olario. And he's obviously been a very successful striker in the Bundesliga, but he's mostly come off as off the bench, coming for Volland. But with with losing Volland, with losing Havert, someone in Leverkusen pretty much had to step up. And a lot of people at the beginning of the season thought it might have been Schick, but with his injury, in my opinion, Olario stepped up as well as even Diaby and Bailey, in my opinion, just because a lot of people forget, like they haven't been real every day, every game starters for the past few seasons. They've just kind of been hit or miss here and there. And I think that they're kind of buying into Bosch's system a little bit more coming back when they need to defensively. And I thought they put in a good show today. Yeah, absolutely. I think Alario is a really, really clinical finisher, obviously getting a couple of goals on Monday evening as well against Augsburg and then a couple of goals today. I mean, he doesn't need many chances and you can see that he's really enjoying playing his football at the moment. Definitely. Yeah. And I think also, um, yeah, Jonathan Tarr as well, getting a big header in there at the end. Yeah, clearly a big player for for Leverkusen as well. Yeah. And uh, obviously that's three wins in a row now for the, the club from the Rhineland. Uh, uh, Josh, do you think they can challenge for like a top four position this season, Leverkusen? Well, I made a Bundesliga predictions video, one of our one of my first videos on the channel, and I put Leverkusen in fourth. And then two days later, pretty much, we saw Havertz and Vaughn leave. But I, I still am going to stick with it because I really like Peter Bosch obviously came to Dortmund and had a beautiful start and then a disastrous finish. So he was very, I felt bad for him because I do like some of the things he did. He's a very attack minded manager and I'm liking what he's doing this Leverkusen team and I like I mentioned even though they lost Havertz and they lost Volland seeing players like Diaby and, and Bailey kind of run games in here and Alario finding form and getting in the Argentinian team I think I think they have a good balance to their team I, I really like the way they play and I absolutely think they have a shot at the top four yeah yeah I very much agreed I think um looking at their side now that there's just starting to click I think um early on in the season they looked a little bit shy of goals as you mentioned with with the injury to Schick and uh, the way they were playing wasn't wasn't quite going their way. Um, and then quite recently, um, maybe with the aid of European competition, because they hit Nice for six uh, a couple of Thursdays ago, and that would have been a huge confidence boost. I know they obviously they lost in midweek on Thursday, probably because of the red card early on in that game. However, do you think things are now just starting to fall into place with some of the bigger teams now, Josh? And we're, we're already seeing a familiar top five um as the table stands now do you think it's just a little bit more football a lot a little bit more time and now it's telling for the bigger teams yeah and i think um like a big thing for labor keys and obviously if you lose a player like kevin volland and he's your he's your captain he's your leader of that club as well as just the natural raw talent of, of young kai havertz and having both those two t players plucked from a team it'll be hard for any club to try to put that run of performance together and compete especially with gladback not losing a lot of players Leipzig did lose, obviously, Werner, but I think replaced him pretty well. So it's it's always tough to get your footing after big players like that leave. And I think, like I said, that Bosch, Bosch is just trying to get the players to buy into what he's he's believing, trying to adapt the system a little bit more to make up for the, the, those losses. And I think they're doing well. And like you said, they're three wins in a row now. They're undefeated after six. And I think they're just going to probably keep rolling on from here and have a good good effort in as well as Gladbach. Yeah, can't disagree with that, to be honest. And and what about Freiburg? Obviously, like they are a team that don't really have high expectations year after year. Their goal is to survive in the Bundesliga with a, such a small budget. I know they also have uh, financial issues as well down at the club. 
I mean, they have probably a budget of some of the teams in the, the bottom half of the, the championship in England, realistically. Yeah. And Josh, do you think they can uh, stay up this year? Do you think they're a good enough side? Have you seen enough in them in recent weeks? Uh, I have. Like, I think I don't think Freiburg will have much of a, a problem staying up this year. But I mean, obviously, losing their top goal scorer from last year, as as well as their young, talented centre back, um, Knock, who went over to Leeds United, it would obviously hurt them. But just the way that they play, they, I mean, they do honestly buy into the system. They usually like to play in a four four two. They got some exciting players. I like always like watching Schmid. He can usually make a difference in those those kind of dull affairs where Freiburg can just bounce in and, and get a get a little bit of magic from somewhere. So I'm not too worried about them, but losing those two big players definitely, in my opinion, I would predict more of a 14th to 10th maybe finish instead of maybe if they kept those two players to being in the top half of the table. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our next kind of feature game, which is actually Josh's team. As you can see, he's come kitted out today with his uh, BVB uh, outfit, yeah, and it was uh, it's per a perfect week to have him on because it was a win for Borussia Dortmund this week. Probably not the greatest performance in the world from the the men from the northwest of Germany, but it was a two nil win in a derby game against uh, Armenia Bielefeld. I mean, probably not the greatest performance you've ever seen, Josh, from uh, BBB, but they got the job done in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been pretty positive the last three games because after each one, like people during the watch-alongs and people during my five takeaway segment, have just constantly been saying, like, we're like we've won those three games. We beat Schalke three nothing, Zenit two nothing, and then Armenia Bielefeld two nothing. But still, there's like something. There's an issue. We haven't scored in the first half, which is just kind of shows we've come out slow. But something I've noticed with Favre, and maybe this is just my personal opinion, but we've had a lot of possession since we switched to the 4-2-3-1 formation. And we have been running these teams into the ground in the first half. Yes, we haven't scored. And yes, it hasn't been the most beautiful football because we just recycled the ball a lot. But when that second half comes and we've scored the first goal in those three games, the, all three of the teams didn't have anything coming back. They didn't have the legs to even have any chance of a fight back. And in my opinion, all three were comfortable wins, albeit not the prettiest. Yeah, yeah I, I very much agree on that, and especially what you picked up there, Josh, with regards to the possession, because uh, I saw from the game yesterday, possession starts at, what, 75% in favour of Dortmund, which obviously is a huge amount. You usually see that sort of thing in, say, Premier League with Man City of a few years ago when they just dominated the ball. And as you mentioned, maybe if there isn't something quite clicking, but the end of the day if you if you've got the ball a lot and it you know the goal doesn't quite come in the first half which of course it hasn't been of late teams are going to be out on their feet because they've not you know they've not had the ball they've been chasing shadows so to speak um but is this something you say that you're familiar with as a as a Dortmund fan like this kind of a lot of you know not say possession football but having a lot of it are you, are you more used to a different kind of style well i mean being a Dortmund fan changes from year to year because i mean over the years the, the personnel can change the the manager can change but i mean in general they're, they're always been a strong team they always like to have the ball and they're a very attack focused type of team i just think a lot of times with Dortmund, and, and it's kind of i think the reason some people are worried about these three performances is because for an instance if these teams who were defending pretty well for the first half if they were able to nick a goal on us if if it was a counterattack and we got caught and we were just not in position and they came back and they put one in the back of our net, that's when I would be worried because we didn't create anything and then it's just a gut punch. And over the years, seeing some of the poor results that Dorman's had, a lot of it has come from us dominating a game and then they coming back on a counterattack and then we just haven't been able to keep up and then we lose very important points. So, But that didn't happen. 
we got three points. We got three clean sheets. So for me, I'm smiles. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you've already touched on the manager, Lucien Favre. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are kind of, he's not probably the most popular manager the BVB have ever had, despite the fact that he has been relatively consistent with the results over the two and a bit years that he's been at the club. How do you feel about the manager? Would, would you be happy to see him stay long term or do you think you need a change to kind of get the title that the club craves? Well, I don't have any issues with Fabra. I, uh, I like when he came in for that first season. It was af after the back half of an awful season. Peter Bosch got let go. We just qualified for Champions League. We were playing ugly, ugly football. It was just nothing was clicking. Nothing was nice. And he came and took a, a title challenge that I never expected that season. I, if you would have told me, we would have lost out by the title by two points and very well could have won it if a couple of results or a couple injuries went our way then I would have been, like, again, just been happy because I wouldn't have expected that. And like you said, last season, we bought a couple players. We got Hazard, we got Brandt, we got Hummels. We were expecting more of a push, and in the end, we got less of one. But it was a COVID season, so I think this is probably his last chance. There's been rumors that he was already going to be potentially replaced at the end of the season. I've strictly said there's no way he's going to get replaced mid-season. I mean, we're 5-0-1 right now. We're, we're in good shape. But if he doesn't win any silverware this season... I can see the club looking elsewhere and try to bring in someone younger. So, Josh, I've got two questions for you. First being, um, if I was to push you or press you for an answer, where are you saying your team are going to finish this season in the Bundesliga? Oh, I'm trying to avoid that, avoid that <laughs> all season. But, I mean, I'm just, I'll am just i give you an answer, but I won't give you a specific one. We're going to finish in the top two, uh, I think. Like, obviously, Bayern is, is an unbelievable force to try to compete with. But I think Leipzig, Leverkusen, and uh, Gladbach will all do a group push. But I think there's more of a gap this season between Dortmund and Bayern and the other three. But uh, those are, in my opinion, still the top five. But I would comfortably say we could finish top two and hopefully that number one's spot. Absolutely. And my second question is... Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit more about how, how you kind of got involved with the club? Like how, how you ended up being obviously a massive supporter of them? Well, I, uh, so like Lippy, we've determined I am Canadian. And if any of you viewers out there know much about people from Canada, we like another sport called hockey. So I grew up obviously playing hockey. I also, I also played soccer. I'm sorry if I said the S word on your channel, but it's referred to as soccer over here in, in Canada. But I, like, I played football my whole life, and I've obviously mm -hmm. loved, loved the club. I've followed them since I was, like, I've discovered them in FIFA 2006. So I loved, loved their logo, which made me fall in love with them, and then I just started following them a little bit more and more. Marco Royce, Kutza, Lewandowski came into my life, and I just became, obviously, a die diehard fan. But the main reason that led me to create the channel was I didn't have an, really an outlet. Uh, not a lot of my, my friends, my family, no one really can talk football with me. Uh, so I didn't I was sick of talking to a wall and tried to figure out what was the best I idea. So my uh, my best friend is a fantastic. He's he's our producer here. So I reached out to him and said, "Would you be interested in maybe starting a channel?" And he said, "Absolutely." So he's learning along the way and he's really enjoying following the, the club so far. And we've just been making the channel completely about everything Bruce Dortmund. Wow, great. Interesting story. Yeah, very good. Okay, so let's have a look at the, the third game of the uh, of the weekend, which was kind of billed as the big game, really, uh, this weekend. Gladbach versus Leipzig. I guess it didn't really turn out to be the classic that people would have expected, but considering that Gladbach and Leipzig have both played a lot of football in recent weeks, they're both involved with the Champions League, of course. 
uh, as Rory will know, being a United fan as well, he would have enjoyed that one on Tuesday night. But yeah, I mean, perhaps not the classic that people would have expected, but I think it was a very much deserved win for Gladbach. They played a really good game. They, they learned from the mistakes that they've made in the Champions League, conceding late goals in recent weeks, and they managed to hold out uh, Leipzig quite comfortably there. Yeah, Josh, would, do you think that was a good win from Gladbach? That was a huge win for Gladbach, but you, you touched on a good point with just the, the huge compacted... Um, schedule that these clubs have been doing with the Champions League and the Bundesliga because in my opinion I was like I would have expected that Leverkusen Freiburg scoreline to be this one because I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty ugly game from honestly both sides I thought there was a lot of sloppy pass a lot of tired legs it didn't really live up like you mentioned to to the height but I do think Gladbach was the better team and I think they got a deserved result which is huge for them to get back in the top four race Josh, um, I think we referred to earlier with regards to RB and how obviously they've lost Werner, which is you know huge in terms of the start of the season, in terms of their chances of, of winning silverware this season and how they replaced them, in your opinion, quite well. And we saw Poulsen start up from with Saul off this weekend. Um, obviously kind of going as a, as a front two, two big lads. Uh, Soloff's obviously seen a lot of success in recent times and has obviously been snapped up by RB. Did you see anything in that kind of combo as a partnership that might be something going forward that RB fans could look forward to, or do you think it just didn't work? Well, I'm going to go on a, a slight rant that will circle back to that question, I promise you. But um, <laughs> to tell you something that I was noticing with, with Leipzig, and I'm sure a lot, like the start of the season looked fantastic. Uh, I'm pretty sure each game, like Nagelsmann just switches formations left, right, and center. It could be a 4 4 2, it could be a 4 2 2 2, it could be. Three, five, one, two. Like, it's all over the place. He's such a adaptable manager, and he's got a lot of versatile players on his on his squad. So I was thinking that was going to be like a huge benefit for them going forward because you don't know what they're going to throw at you really in each game. And a couple of times, like those two strikers you just mentioned, as well as the um, the, the I can't pronounce his name. I always mess it up. The young South Korean man, Wang Hee Chan. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, a lot of times all three of them don't start and we've seen Forsberg as a, as a false nine and they still get results. So I think what's been happening though, after that disastrous appearance against United as well, yeah. disappointing results, glad back is now you, they keep changing it up and it's kind of being hard for them to find some consistency. So to circle back to your point with all the changes that Nagelsmann has been doing, he's going to have to make a decision sooner rather than later to, to who his strikers are going to be, what formation they may play in, because it's starting to look, at least in my opinion from that Gladbach game, that they were really running out of options and didn't know exactly where to be. But I would love to, to see Sorloff start for them. I think he is someone they should be very excited for. He had a fantastic season last season in the, uh, the Turkish League, and if I was a Leipzig fan, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be pumped for Poulsen and, uh, and Sorloff to go up front. And they didn't have the worst show in the Gladbach game, but it just it didn't quite click yet. Yeah, I think regarding Solot, I think uh, obviously he did have a really, really good year last year in Turkey. But I mean, obviously for Premier League fans, they probably remember his ill-fated stint to Crystal Palace, to say the least, you know. I mean, he looked like he couldn't hit a proverbial barn door with a banjo, you know. He was absolutely <laughs> useless there. <laughs> yeah, he was. So I think, to be honest, as a Premier League fan, I was kind of shocked 
um, uh, the the signing of Solot. And I'm still, from what I've seen so far in his short but um, short career in Leipzig, I've not been overly convinced by him at all. I, I do hope he comes good. You know, I really do because I, I do like watching Leipzig play. But I just think Leipzig are a really really fast, dynamic side. You know. I, the, the way I see Solot, he just looks like a kind of old school battering ram in a way. You know, he's like he's like a Kevin Davis of the old days, you know. <laughs> and I'm just not sure whether he's really what Leipzig needed to replace Timo Werner. I don't think he was expected to replace Timo Werner in the same way, obviously, as the number of goals. But I just don't see him anywhere near the same quality myself, to be honest. I think Poulsen obviously has caliber in the in the Bundesliga. He, he can get goals. We've already seen a few really, really good goals from him this season as well but I, I'm just not convinced by Solot at all I, I really hope that he can get going but it's just uh, it's been a slow start and I, I do hope that um, he's gonna kind of start finding the back of the net soon uh, sooner rather than later really yeah yeah and that's and I, I totally agree it just and that's what my, my one of my points of trying to get some consistency because he he I don't believe he scored yet and he isn't getting a run of games. There's been there's a lot of different options for Leipzig, and to get him started, he's gonna have to keep keep playing. But if, like you said, if he doesn't start scoring soon, he isn't gonna get selected. But the only thing that I thought was a positive thing for him is obviously the fantastic season he had last last season. But he also plays pretty well in in a two striker formation when he plays for the national team with with Holland. So I felt like that could be a decent connection with with Poulsen or Chan. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting because if he doesn't put up any numbers, he's gonna be on the bench. Very quickly, Josh, before we move on to our final feature game, um, do you think that both of these sides have got the squad depth to cope with two two competitions that obviously, you know, require a lot of energy, obviously a lot, you know, Champions League's a high calibre competition and then moving on to Sunday games in the Bundesliga or whenever you're playing back to back to back. Do you think that either side should, you know, prioritise a particular competition? Well, I've been definitely for Gladbach. I've been very impressed with what they've done so far in in the Champions League. I was I was expecting them not to have really any shot of of qualification. I was looking for their hopes to be more of qualifying for the Europa League in that group. But I, I mean, it's it's tough because if you're Gladbach and like, do you want to focus more on the league, which will get you back into the Champions League, or do you want to put your focus in the Champions League and do you do you expect to do something in that in that competition? Because realistically, are you going to say like, yeah, the Gladbach's got a realistic shot to to go deep. But saying that, um, Leipzig went to the semis last year. So, I mean, that's the beautiful, unpredictable thing about the Champions League. And I think Leipzig can definitely handle it. These last two games might have put a, put a dent in that opinion, but they did it last season. They have a, they have a great squad depth, in my opinion. They just need to find the right balance and, and try to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the final feature game this week, which was a pretty entertaining uh, game between Augsburg and Mainz as well, which uh, ended in a 3-1 home win for Augsburg, continuing their really good start to the season now. Ten points from their opening six games. A few would have expected that. Yeah, I think Rory had them down as relegation fodder, to be honest. So, yeah, he's not going to be happy with his prediction there, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, talking of relegation fodder, I mean, where to start more than Mainz, really? It's been a truly disastrous. We've talked about them a lot on this show so far. It's been a truly disastrous uh, start to the season. Obviously, a sixth defeat in a row in Augsburg this week. Josh, how can they rescue their season? 
Well, just to make Rory feel a little bit better, in my prediction video, I put Augsburg in relegation as well. So, um, <laughs> not only do they beat Dortmund just to rub salt in my wound, but they are on, they're on a great start to the season. But yeah, with uh, with Mainz, I mean, I, I put them, I think, in my predictions video as the relegation playoff battle. So I had them, I didn't expect too much from them this season, but they're, they're usually one of those teams that like to flirt with relegation and somehow survive. Like, there, there's been some, if you remember, like, a few seasons, well, every season pretty much, they seem to get hammered one or two games, whether it's by Dortmund, whether it's by a, a Bayern, a Leipzig, and you're just like, how does that team continually stay up? And now it's kind of looking like it's it's creeping in on them because I don't know what to do for that team to try to get them going because it's just been a disaster. Yeah, yeah very much so. I think, um, I mean, with regards to Mines, obviously they're – one of their better players so far, Mateta. He's he's got maybe three goals so far this season, and uh, in in the game this weekend where you know they get themselves back level after, ironically, they subbed Mateta off and brought on brought on the substitutes, and and he goes and scores to make it a one one. Um, and again, as we've kind of talked about a little bit on the show in previous weeks, uh, there seems to be this kind of mental block, even when they're well in the game. And it gets into the kind of the dying embers of the game because Augsburg obviously scored twice late on um, to get the win. There, there's obviously something up there that, that isn't quite right. Obviously, that's a confidence thing, which is common in football. Um, so, Josh, do you think they just need to try and get a couple of ugly results together, almost similarly to what Schalke have done lately? Um, of ultimately not play very good football, but just start to get a couple of points on the board and it just starts to get you going. Do you think that's the potentially the possibly like the way forward for minds they need to do anything and everything to try to get <laughs> it's it's it sucks for any club who's on who starts oh oh and six in in a season they're just looking for anything to grab a hold of and i think something that's gonna be key for them is just to try to pick a formation pick a system try to stick with it instead of just keep throwing everything at at the table and mixing these players up because like they, there's a couple players in there that can make a difference, and like you mentioned, the um, Matet or sorry, how do you, how do you pronounce his name? Mateta, I think Mateta. it is. Yeah, Mateta is a solid striker. He had a good season last season as well as he's on the board this year. So he's gonna be someone to try to have to build around. Quayson as well as a solid uh, center forward striker, whatever he may play for them. But those two really need to get going here to try to put any type of results together. And it maybe starts off with the draw, a nil-nil draw. To start off, whatever it can do, get any type of confidence. Otherwise, it's just going to keep sliding down. Yeah, and I mean, as you mentioned that, if you take a quick glance towards the fixture list next week, I mean, you've got one of the absolute, talk about classic relegation six-pointers already. You know, you've got uh, Mainz hosting Schalke no fear next week. Yeah, I mean, that is an absolutely huge game of football. I mean, I, whoever loses that, or if it's a draw, I mean, it's going to be a disaster, really. I mean, both sides really, really badly need to get on the off the mark next week. I mean, obviously, Schalke now 22 league games without a win. And obviously, Mainz uh, zero and six. It's just a complete disaster for both clubs, you know And I mean? I'm really looking forward to that game. That's just the kind of game that I always love to watch, really, those classic six-pointers, you know. 
But just to touch on Augsburg, I mean, it's been a great start for them, Josh. It's uh, who could have really predicted such a good start. I think they finished last season pretty poorly after a good run around Christmas time last year. But this year, they look a real solid outfit. Like, I watched the game on Monday as well against Leverkusen, and they were a little bit unlucky to lose that game, to be honest. They were really pushing for an equaliser at the end before they got caught for the third goal. And I think, obviously, this week, they come back. I mean, it wasn't a perfect performance this week. They only got the winning goal after 80 minutes you know which which actually brought my bet up so i was really happy about that as well <laughs> but i mean yeah it's uh it just keeps working for augsburg whatever they do they just seem to find a way to get the results josh yeah i i definitely like i rate their manager and i love that that he went in there with just a, a system in mind they're playing the 4-4-2 it, they defend very well on it they brought in a, a player like daniel Caligiri, who i've i've watched a lot over the over the years with with Schalke, and i think he's just a little he's a little bit of, of a spark that that comes on that right hand side because he's so dimensional. He, he can play as a right back, wing back, right mid. He's very good on set pieces, delivery, and, a, and a, he's the one who single-handedly took down Dortmund uh, when, he, when they took off. But even having players like Andre Hahn coming on and, and putting up two goals and Nita Lechner, like they, and even Kadir in the middle, middle of the park, they have a lot, lot of actual talent. It makes me very upset that I uh, put them so low down in my predictions video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Obviously, Nida Lechner last year was the kind of talisman, but they, he didn't actually play yesterday. But mm -hmm. Andre Hahn uh, coming in with the double at the end of the game. I mean, it's just they're one of those teams, you know, I think every every league has one of those teams where it just happens. It just works for them, you know. I mean, they don't have the most talent. They're probably a bit like Union Berlin as well. I think Union Berlin can be compared as well. Like they don't have the most talent on paper, but I mean, whatever they do, it just works. And as you say, they have a formation of 4-4-2 that works for them. They get the results, and I think it's going to be a comfortable season for them this year. I don't see them being anywhere near the even the bottom half, to be honest with you, this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good stuff. Um, so just going looking forward now, and as we've mentioned, the the kind of the table starting to look in uh, more of a familiar pattern. We've got our top five as as it stands. Um, just reflecting on Augsburg's really positive start. Um, Josh, do you think there can be a case made for potentially a kind of European push that that kind of sixth position at the moment obviously is being filled? Um, but for me, there doesn't seem to be another team outside of that top five that is really putting a stamp down saying that we're going to nail this sixth position. Do you think uh, for any Augsburg fans listening out there today that there's a case for them potentially pushing that far? Well, considering I put their club in relegation, I feel like I owe them a little something now to try to have <laughs> that opinion. But no, you, you make a very good point. I mean, the, the usual suspects of Hoffenheim, um, Wolfsburg, and even uh, Hertha Berlin are just not having the starts of seasons that they, they expected to really have. And and if they continue with this very inconsistent pattern, there's no reason why Augsburg, who has a, a clear sight of what they want to do out on the pitch, can can it just it's going to depend on consistency, staying staying healthy and Obviously, they only have to worry about the Bundesliga, where Wolfsburg is in Europe, Europe, and as is Hoffenheim. So, yeah, I definitely think that there's a chance. But I'd probably, if I was going to put a prediction, put it more of an eighth to tenth. But I think either way, they, they would take that in a heartbeat. Superb stuff. Right, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you all the way from Canada. You've been absolutely superb. Um, obviously, before Josh goes, just going to plug in his YouTube channel again, because Josh, obviously is uh obviously a youtube uh youtuber like ourselves uh, his uh his channel is jj uh sorry jjd tv 
a BVB channel. So obviously give that a hit, give it a subscribe and check out all of Josh's content. Like we mentioned before he came in, he's got all sorts of content such as previewing games. He's obviously got his reviews, his five takeaways, as well as his match watch longs, which are great. You can also find Josh on Twitter as well. Uh, he is at TV underscore JJD. Uh, so Josh, thank you very much for your time. You've been absolutely superb and we'll hopefully see you sometime very soon. And good luck to yourself and Bristol Dortmund for the rest of the season. No, I really appreciate it, guys. It was a lot of fun coming on here and, and chatting with you guys. about a nice little weekend of football here and uh, I'd definitely love to come back on anytime you guys want to have me. Super. Thanks a lot, Josh. It was great. Yeah, thanks. Cheers. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so let, let's continue with our uh, our roundup for the week's action as well. Starting with the Friday night game, which was, of course, uh, Schalke won, uh, Cologne won. Stuttgart. Oh, sorry, Stuttgart, <laughs> yeah. I keep getting that one wrong, yeah. yeah <laughs> Schalke won, Stuttgart won, yeah. But, I mean, it was quite an entertaining game, actually. I mean, it, it was a point for Schalke, better than nothing, you know. But, again, it's a game that probably Stuttgart should have won. They had a lot of chances in the game. It just seems to me that Schalke, they can only get goals from uh, these kind of uh, from free kicks, you know, from headers or free kicks. It seems to be the only creativity that they have in the entire side, you know. Rory, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think uh, as we were just talking to Josh uh, in regards to mine, sometimes you just got to play a bit ugly um, uh, in, in order to get points and in order to get yourselves going. As you mentioned, uh, Schalke's goal came from a set piece. It was Really nicely worked set piece. It was a great delivery and a great header as well to give them the lead. Uh, but ultimately, uh, in regards to Stuttgart, they, yeah, they, generally speaking, dominated the game. Um, obviously, if you kind of looked at that fixture before the season started, you'd presume that, you know, Stuttgart would be happy with the point. But obviously, it's kind of roles are reversed at the moment. So, point for both sides isn't a disaster. Um, again, Schalke maybe just trying to build a bit of momentum. You know, they, they just got to keep on going at the moment. And Stuttgart's great season uh, keeps on going. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously another game on Saturday afternoon, Bayern Munich with a comfortable... Well, you say comfortable, but it was a 2-1 win. The, 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 the Cologne goal was a late goal. But, I mean, it wasn't the best performance. Obviously, Lewandowski didn't start this week. I think obviously um, it was it was a good performance from Cologne. I mean, a, a massively improved performance from Cologne this week. We, we've again, there are another side that we've criticised, but there are definitely signs that they're getting better. They are improving as things go on. I think Rory, do, do you think there's uh, hope for Cologne at the end of the long tunnel? Yeah, I believe so. Um, uh, we are just starting to see them put put together a couple of okay performances. Um, losing two one to the champions is. Never a terrible result. Um, obviously, Bayern have have started this rotational system, so there was no Lewandowski, no Goretzka, no Alaba. I think Alaba was on the bench. Um, but in in terms of a Bayern point of view, you know, when you've not got any of those three, or Muller, or whoever isn't quite doing it in in this game, I thought it was Gnabry. Obviously, he, he won the penalty because of a handball. Uh, was it harsh potentially uh, and then scored the second goal which is ultimately the winner um so if if someone's not doing it someone else will in in obviously this behemoth of a squad that uh, Bayern have um so it's just 
job done in terms of Bayern's point of view, move on to the next. Obviously, they're balancing between the Champions League, so they'll go again in midweek um, and have to back it up, obviously, in a huge game. Uh, next weekend, of course, which is against Borussia Dortmund, which we'll obviously do our predictions uh, about in due course. Um, so they'll be happy with that and they'll move on. In terms of Cohn's kind of way of thinking, they'll just have to try and take positives from it and move on. Like you say, scoring a goal, only losing by the odd goals to the champions isn't a disaster. Yeah, I think overall a good good day for both teams, really. As you say, Bayern continue the run. You know, it's uh, certainly wasn't a classic performance from them, but it, it was a it was a. I think another big point was obviously the penalty looked a bit harsh on first viewing, but it, it was definitely a penalty. I think you know, yeah. and I think it was another good job done by the the referee. I've got to say, I've been really really impressed by the standard of refereeing in the Bundesliga this year. Like, I obviously I we both watch Premier League as well, and I mean, there the less said the better about the refereeing. But I think in the Bundesliga has been very, very precious few mistakes, to be honest with you. And I think even some of the borderline ones, the, the refs have allowed them to go and they've used, they've still been allowed to use the common sense a little bit more than in some other leagues as well, which is absolutely brilliant to see. And I, I mean, I'm a big one. I really want to see good refereeing that doesn't ruin results, doesn't ruin games. And I think in the Bundesliga, we've definitely got, uh, got it. So congrats to all the refs in the Bundesliga. We don't hear a lot of positive stuff about referees in football, but yeah, thumbs up to all of you guys if you're watching this today. Yeah. Okay, so on to another, we, we mentioned before, we do see a lot of one-all draws in the Bundesliga this year and another one between Frankfurt and um, Werder Bremen on Saturday afternoon. Again, a game that probably uh, Frankfurt, the home side, should probably have won. They had one of those borderline offside decisions, but I think there was enough in the offside decision to disallow it in this case. It wasn't 100% borderline. It was definitely offside, I think, with Kamada little bit unlucky, but, you know, if they got that opening goal, and then obviously a couple of minutes after that, Werder Bremen take the lead through, through Josh Sargent. A really, really good finish, actually, from him. Yeah, Rory, did you catch much of that one? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. Um, and I think in regards to Werder, um, as we discussed uh, with Nick last week, you know, they're, they're kind of going about their business and they're, you know, they're doing all right. They're picking up draws and getting the odd win as well. And, you know, they're... In, obviously compared to last season they're doing obviously a lot better which is fantastic for them um obviously a point is far from disgraceful especially away at a, a very decent frankfurt side um obviously in regards to frankfurt andre silver bagging again no shock there he's been in fantastic form since he's come back and, and been playing so that's great for him um obviously frankfurt's good form as well minus the blip with regards to playing bayern but you know that that can happen to anyone um so they'll they'll continue and they'll think that they've got a great chance of pushing on up the league as well yeah absolutely and then obviously the final game the late kickoff today which as we said before always seems to be a draw and it always seems to be a wolfsburg draw yeah and once again yeah i think for the third time this season wolfsburg draw one all on a on a sunday afternoon yeah. I mean, it does seem they, they're not actually in Europe as well. So it's funny that they keep getting so many uh, Sunday games even now. But yeah. yeah, I mean, a game again with two early goals, it looked like it could have been a bit of a, an entertaining game, but obviously kind of petered out in the second half a little bit with probably both sides relatively happy to take a point. It stops Hertha Berlin's really poor run of three straight defeats. Um, yeah. And obviously yeah, they, they are back on the right track with a decent point there against uh 
European hopefuls, Wolfsburg. But again, probably not going to get the their fans really excited. Rory, do, do you think Hair to Berlin have got some things to worry about at the moment? I mean, we well, obviously we've discussed very you know in in decent amount of detail about Hertha's struggles, especially at home. Um, you know, obviously a point this weekend is is no disaster, and and they you know they look like they were going to potentially get get off to a good start and and get those three points. But Wolfsburg um, again are just grinding out results at the moment. It seems Wolfsburg to me obviously appear like a team that are playing in Europe and are trying to have to back up you know, midweek games with Sunday afternoon games where they're fatigued and they're stretched, but obviously they're not. Um, so something's not quite clicking um, for Wolfsburg right now. Um, hard to put a finger on it because we were only discussing last week how, you know, they, they hit Armenia for two quick goals and they managed to get a good result and they were starting to look more dangerous going forward with Veghorst uh, especially. But again, it's just not happened on a lazy kind of Sunday afternoon um, they must have a word with the with the match organisers to get themselves another kickoff time or another day because it's just not working for them on a Sunday. So yeah, back, back to the drawing board, I think. Yeah, five out of six games on a Sunday. I mean, it's just incredible, really. And obviously, the last two of them, they've not even been in European action. So I mean, yeah, I mean, what is it with Wolfsburg and Sundays, you know? And I think it's just, uh, but yeah, I think they just need a bit more urgency at times. You know, I mean, obviously it is six games unbeaten, but five of them draws. You're not going to get in Europe with five draws out of six. You know, I mean, it is, they are proving a hard side to beat, but I just want to see a little bit more urgency from them at the end of games, you know, because I think today Hertha Berlin were there for the taking, you know, they're a very, they struggle at home. I mean, obviously, they got the early goal and then were pegged back. So they would have been probably thinking, oh, here we go again, you know. And you just want to see a little bit more urgency from Wolfsburg. They do have quality attacking players like Maximilian Arnold. They've got the goal scorer, Veghorst, as well. There are real quality players at that club. But I just want to see a bit more from them. I'm just a little bit... I'll be honest, it's not terrible. You know, it's six games unbeaten, but it's just not... I want to see a bit more from Wolfsburg, to be honest. And I'm just obviously all the same with Hertha, but I think that is going through a bad time at the moment. Things just aren't going for them, you know. Defensively, they seem to be conceding from every chance that they concede, you know. And it's just they are a good side, but they're struggling to kind of uh, gel some of those quality players in at the moment, really, unfortunately. But I think there's better times to come for both of these teams as the season progresses, really, to be honest. Indeed. Yeah. Right, and then I guess looking ahead, obviously we've got a Monday night game again. So as as we're recording, we don't know what's going to happen, which is a game between Hoffenheim and Union Berlin. Uh, obviously, that's a good chance for either of those two teams to to get a win, which would push them into roughly the top six. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, obviously, Hoffenheim are having to back up European football in terms of the Europe uh, the Europa League. So will they have to rest players? Will they not? We'll have to see. Um, but We'll dive right into our predictions. Uh, so uh, looking ahead then to uh, the next round, which is uh, match day seven. We're on to match day seven already. Amazing stuff. So uh, for the Friday night game, there is a game between Werder Bremen and FC Köln. Um, so I am going for a home win, 2-1 to Werder Bremen. Mark, what are you thinking for that game? Yeah, I've actually gone for a shock. I've gone for 2-1, but I've actually gone for Cologne this time. But I've just got a funny feeling that things are improving there. And I think Werder Bremen are maybe overachieving a little bit at the same time. They're, I think their results have been better than their performances in many ways. Really. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 away win there. 
Good stuff. Uh, that takes us on to Saturday afternoon games. Uh, so the first one being a home game for RB Leipzig against Freiburg. Um, so again, I'm going with a home 2-1 win. I think RB having obviously come off a really bad week this week with regards to the Champions League loss and, and the loss to Gladbach. I think they'll bounce back. Naturally, they're going to have to play in Europe again this week. And so they're going to have to go go at it again very quickly, but I expect them just about to get the results. Uh, so a 2-1 win. So, Mark, do you agree? Yeah, I've actually gone for a 3-1 win. I think Leipzig, they don't keep that many clean sheets, but I think in this kind of home game, they're pretty solid, really. I think 3-1 Leipzig there. Good stuff. And there's also a game between Union Berlin and Armenia Beifeld. Uh, so that will be, uh, for me, a 1-1 draw. Uh, naturally, I think Armenia would just be able to, you know, squeeze out a result uh, out of that and get themselves another another solid point. Uh, and Union will just, you know, will have to settle, I think. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually going to go for a 2-1. I was also tempted to go for 1-0, but I think Union at home, I'm just going to go for a 2-1 win. You know, I tend to root for Union Berlin. It's maybe more <laughs> in hope than expectation, but I, I do think they can just about get a 2-1 win there, Union. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and then there is, as we referred to earlier, massive six-pointer relegation battle uh, this weekend between Mines and Schalke. Um, my prediction is a 2-1 away win. So I'm going to back Schalke. Um, poor old Mines, I think, will be seven, you know, seven losses uh, from seven. Mark, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think despite, obviously, Schalke's horrendous away form, you've got to remember that they have played the, probably the best three sides in the league away from home, Bayern, Dortmund and Leipzig. Obviously, they've taken batterings in all those games, but I'm going to agree, actually, with Rory with a 2-1 Schalke win. I, I just think Mainz, defensively, they just look like school children at times, to be honest <laughs> with you. And I just think Schalke, I wouldn't really say things are improving, but maybe there are just about enough there to see them getting a 2-1 win. And I think the other thing is, I think if this game is one all going into the last 10 minutes, I think both sides are going to have to go for the win, you know, because yeah. a point's pretty useless for both sides, really, there, I would say. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, that leads us on to another afternoon kickoff, which is Augsburg hosting Hertha Berlin. Uh, naturally, Berlin possibly being a little bit more comfortable on the road. I'm going for a two-all entertaining draw. Mark, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is a tough one, actually, but I'm going to stick with Augsburg. I just think, as I said before, I just think things work for them, you know, and I just think Hertha, they're not quite at it at the moment. I'm going to go for a 2-1 home Augsburg win there. Good stuff. And the final afternoon kickoff is between VFB Stuttgart and Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, seems like I've got a bit of a pattern going on this weekend with my results. So I'm also saying another entertaining two-all draw. Uh, fancy Stuttgart to keep on going uh, despite playing a team in good form. Mark, what's, uh, what's your prediction for this game? Yeah, obviously, I've said a lot of times on this show that I really, really enjoy watching Stuttgart play, but I'm actually going to go for a 2-1 Frankfurt win there today. I just think Frankfurt like this kind of fixture, and I do see them having enough with Andre Silva on form, getting a 2-1 win. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, leading us on perfectly to the Saturday evening kickoff, which is Der Klassiker. Borussia Dortmund hosting Bayern Munich. It should be a fantastic game. Um whether it's too early to say whoever wins, you know, gets a real uh, advantage in the title chase, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm going for a 
I'll maybe keep this under wraps with regards to obviously just having Josh on the show. I'm saying 3-2 to Bayern Munich. Yeah, it's interesting you say 3-2 because I thought you were going to go for the same prediction as me, but I'm actually going to go for a shock here. I'm going to go for a 3-2 Borussia Dortmund famous win, I think. Yeah, Haaland last minute. Put your money on it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent stuff. Let's hope so for Josh's sake. Uh, that leads us on to our Sunday games and no shock, Wolfsburg are playing on a Sunday. They are hosting <laughs> Hoffenheim. Um, no idea why they're playing on Sunday again, but I'm saying as much as I hate to say it, I'm saying one all again. Mark? Yeah, it's difficult to disagree with you again, but actually I can tell you why they're playing on a Sunday this week is because Hoffenheim are in Europa League action. So yeah, I think that's a re So I guess they've got a little bit unlucky, you know, they, they play, <laughs> it's going to be six out of seven fixtures for the club on a Sunday. And I'm going to go for a fifth out of six draws on a Sunday as well with a one all draw. It's, I just can't, I can't remove myself from thinking the draws with, with, uh, with Wolfsburg yeah. at the moment. So yeah, one all. And then we, we finished the weekend, um, so there's no Monday game, which is great because we'll be able to talk about all of the games next weekend. Uh, and we finished with another cracking game, which is Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. So there are some real tasty games next weekend, so we can't wait to review those. I'm saying another very exciting two-all draw. Mark, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm actually going to go for a 2-1 home Leverkusen win. I just, I really rate Leverkusen in these big games. I don't know if you remember, guys, last season. I mean, they, they beat Bayern at the Allianz Arena. Admittedly, it was before they kind of hit that form under Flick. And they also beat uh, Dortmund when Dortmund were really hitting form as well. So I do think Leverkusen are going to get a 2-1 win there. I think Gladbach could start to get a bit leggy with obviously a game against Shakhtar Donetsk in midweek as well. Perfect. So that rounds up, obviously, the predictions for next weekend. Uh, so we'll just run into the, the fact of the week that I'll give you and then we'll wrap up for this week. So your fact for this week is that RB Leipzig have lost to Borussia Mönchengladbach for the first time in their history this weekend uh, after five wins and three draws before this weekend. So that thoroughly rounds up a miserable weekend for RB Leipzig fans. If there's any consolation, I'd be Leipzig fans. As a Man United fan, my team lost today as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the fact for this week. Um, so that wraps us up just about. Um, so, as usual, thank you for joining us. Uh, we've really enjoyed the show. Josh is another fantastic guest. Really enjoyed speaking to him about his beloved Brucey Dortmund and his links to them. Um, so, as per usual, please, uh, if you're watching, on YouTube, give us a subscribe, hit that big red button, please. And obviously, uh, if you're listening on an audio platform, again, click the subscribe button, leave us a rating, leave us a review, let us know your thoughts, let us know your feedback. We really want to hear from you and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Mark, over to you to finish off. Yeah, so just remember, guys, uh, obviously, we, we have a really, really active uh, Twitter account as well, which I'm just going to put on the bottom of the screen for you there. You probably know the the routine now, obviously, at Over the Bar FB. We have a really over 8,000 followers on there, so we'd like you guys to join us as well. And also remember, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really, really helps us a lot guys really this can really help us to kind of produce more and more content for you guys we've got loads of stuff in the 
in the obviously the European show, which is going to be coming in the next 10, 12 days or so. Also, we've got a regular, uh, obviously, guests for you guys. We, and we want to, if you click subscribe for us, this can really kind of help us to produce more and more content, which is just great. For We both love this and everything. Obviously, also, guys, I want you to uh, also watch the, uh, the League One show as well. It's even if you're not really a, a fan of League One, this is a really, really entertaining show. They love the football, especially the real the real football, the lower league football, you know, they need your your views. And yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, we, we can't wait to see what's going to happen here on this channel. Also, of course, we write articles too with Over the Bar, which is was actually our original uh, goal with this channel before we went to YouTube. The, the articles we have like a massive, massive array of uh, articles on just about everything related to football. We've got some really talented writers. A lot of the writers are like, trained journalists and also people who are studying journalism and they want to kind of get their name out there so check them out when you're on your kind of uh on the way to school or on the way to university or work in the morning on the train just check us out guys we really appreciate it and we really love doing all of this stuff okay so thanks a lot guys thanks for joining us again and let's see you again next week with some big games on the horizon let's check out Bye-bye. Good guys. stuff. See you next week.